podcast has changed my life. Shine, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! So, mm. they do, the Wiggles did, after our prediction, Yep. They did release. A, they've already released a double-sided cover album. Okay. With so one side is other artists covering their smash hits. Okay. And then the other side is them covering mm. like classics and classic songs. Like what kind of things? Do you We're have talking um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh right. So yeah, like classics. Yeah. And you're telling me that the Wiggles released this what like last year or uh, March 11? It's coming out. Oh, it's coming out. It's coming already. out. So it's already rec- been announced. Yeah. So so. Basically, oh, no, 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 wait. It came out March 11 last year, so it's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So off so, the back of Hottest 100, yes, totally. their minds were already working towards yeah. this. So basically what you're telling me is that I went on maybe a 20 to 25-minute rant, um, <laughs> which culminated in a prediction that they would do something that they did nine months Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, some cool acts did their things yeah, as well. Yeah, right. So this might be one of the Stella most- Donnelly did Baba <laughs> Da Bicycle Ride. DZ Death Rays did Hot Potato. Spacey Jane did Dorothy. <laughs> This San Francisco is, did Holiday. It's like precise. Polish Club. I love Polish Club. They did Apples and Bananas. Am I able to take any credit <laughs> for like, because I swear to God I didn't know about that. And so, I, I mean, I was kind of spot on with my prediction, mm. but it was just like had already happened. Completely had already which happened. Which makes it not spot on because it's very easy oh, to predict things that on, have already occurred. On their side, they did Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh my God. They're actually like living out their dreams now. They wanna, they're going to be like a pub cover band. I think though this also maybe could make it, make my prediction less true really mm. because I predicted this would happen in the future and then they'd tour it and it would kind of get traction, but yeah. I haven't heard about it. So it was a bit of a, I mean, a flop. I, would I mean, say. If, if you count me as the layman, which I often do, yeah. everyone considers themselves like the layman. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's like the man on the ground, yeah, the reasonable yeah, yeah. man. That's me. I'm the average person. I'm the average I'm guy. I'm the average person. Yeah. I have the same thoughts I mean, as everyone I've else. I've got Instagram and I go on stuff and I'm mm-hmm. like clicking around and I didn't see anything about this. I didn't see anything also. And we predicted that as well. And it's hard to say because I predicted. I predicted full and more theatre. No, I predicted it would fizzle out if they kept on this trajectory. Mm. And I swear I didn't know about this. Yeah. We were talking more live shows, I suppose, after the album. We assumed they'd tour this. But we could be wrong. It could have gone massive and then we're just completely out of. Yeah. Because maybe. Because we're not a baby. Okay. (laughs) I'm not. But if you had kids, would you be like, I'll buy it for the kids, but also flip it over, then there's something for me? No. I'd, I'd, when I wasn't with my children, I'd listen to music for mm. adults that had yeah. nothing to do with children's entertainment. You know what? I'm not a baby. Even if I was with my kids, I think I would listen. I would pick the music still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless... Unless they were screaming and yeah, the only exactly. thing that would calm them down yeah. was a bit of hot potato. I think now we're getting into the the realm of something that we just have absolutely no comprehension mm. of, which is um, raising children. Yeah, There's probably times where you want to put on the Wiggles, and I think that's very permissible. That is what the Wiggles is for. It's a real hole in my knowledge. I think I've like got the pretty wiggles. good – no, no, kids. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Wiggles as well, as it's turned mm. out. But like, I think I'm like pretty across most things, but I just absolutely can't weigh in about kids' stuff. Yeah, but I think it's also maybe that's because – so if you look at like the different fields, mm-hmm. you know, we've got science, we've yep. got mathematics, we've got like history, mm-hmm. all the like different faculties. I thought you were, were going to say soccer, cricket, <laughs> AFL. <laughs> yeah, that's where you feel across. Sport is one. I think most of those things, even if you're not qualified, there's kind of not that much social blowback if yeah. at a pub you sound off a little bit and have a little bit of opinion about those topics, even yeah, yeah, if yeah. your knowledge is quite shallow. Sure. But if you dare talk about raising children to someone who is doing it mm. and you haven't done it, I think there's quite likely you will get struck in the people face. Will, people, people get, get very, very angry. Yeah. Do you know, it's how I felt. So this morning I had some time to kill mm. and I wanted to watch something easy, light, but I didn't want to watch, like get invested in something. So I put on one of those Netflix explained things oh, and, it was on, and it was on cricket. Mm. Now I know a lot about cricket. Mm. Like I reckon that's every kind of vibe about cricket. I think I know about every vibe about cricket. I well, know no, because about. it is like <laughs> Sam Taunton, twenty twenty three. I do every vibe, every kind of fear. It's a game about it feeling, and it's a, it's like yes. a lot of grey area. Mm. And I watched it, and I was like, like it was you, bad. You didn't like it. Well, it's like there's just so much more, mm. and I thought it was not even base level. I thought it was just yeah. like did it go into the history. A little bit. It was very skewed towards India, yes. which makes sense, like mm. a changing game or whatever. But it does make me now wonder about everything I've consumed ever, that there's other people there watching 
the thing that I've watched and I'm like, that's great. I've like, especially documentaries where the, like other people in that field are probably like, this is the shittest thing I've ever, oh, like this is completely hacked. hundred percent. Like the, why would anyone watch this? These people are deluded for watching this thinking that's what that thing is actually about. But I suppose that's what I'm saying is that that's acceptable because I think as everyone gets older, particularly, I think there's a vibe when you're young, particularly in school and university, maybe early twenties, you still you have the potential mm. to gain expertise in any direction, really. Totally. And then slowly as you get older, you realize well, I'm never going to be have a PhD in mm. history. You know what I mean? Not even like, history, anything. Well, no, yeah, totally. Anything. But I'm never going to become an expert. So I've got to just resign myself, I suppose. I've either got to do it and change yeah. my life around and get a PhD and become like an eight out of ten knowledge of history, or yeah. I'm going to be at a two out of ten probably for the rest of my life. I can read a few books, get up to a three, but that. And then I have to just operate with that amount of knowledge. I'm still going to have an opinion at the pub. Yeah, I'm. I'm a man. But that's I'm a, a layman. <laughs> I'm a reasonable I'm man. man. <laughs> but but like, what more could you ask for in the world? Exactly. Than Everyone's any got their topic expertise. at the pub mm. being able to sit in on. But like, sitting that in is actually a low bar. That's like no sit in and contribute in some way. Yeah, like that's all you could ever want from life. You know what it's then about? Because I suppose my point is. Most everyone is like two out of ten in most things, and then they have expertise in some. So not not everyone's two out of a lot of people are zero out of ten. Oh, totally, totally. But no one's fucking eight out of ten for everything. Exactly, it just can't be done. So when you and I, I do find this when you socialize now as you get a bit older, different people have just been now been doing a job for ten years off, and they've become experts in different fields. I know. And so you ask them about their work. Five years ago, they'd go, oh, they'd explain it. And you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now they explain it. You're like, what are you even? Yeah, what are you talking oh, about? I don't even, like, you're now, you're beyond it actually my doesn't comprehension. Make sense. Unless they're good at dumbing it down for you. But that's what it is. Everyone's kind of an expert in different things. And then I suppose you just need the skill as a two out of 10 when you're talking to an eight mm. to, like, not make a fool of yourself. Take little social cues from how they're mm. talking about it and, like, guess what might be going no, on no. in there. If you do a few good guesses, oh my God, you get Good them guesses and leading questions yes. that. Show you're kind of paying attention, mm. and that that even if they're like fifty fifty, I don't know whether they're yes. they know anything here. That's better than absolutely making yourself look bad. Oh, you're talking about you don't know if they're an eight yet. No, they're an eight, and yeah. you're clearly a one. Oh, and you're, you're trying, trying to, to be hold. A five. Yeah, you're trying to be a five. <laughs> yeah, 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 so it's yeah, all yeah, about yeah, the yeah. questions you ask because mm. you're obviously acknowledging they know yes, more about totally. you in that situation. Absolutely. You've got to show respect, absolutely, and that'll get kind of details out of them. But, but then I suppose that's the trouble yeah. when the details. Require knowledge, other advanced knowledge, which yeah. you just do so you have, have to ask a question that shows that it's like you want the knowledge from them, but you're also yes. not a, like an idiot. That totally. they, you want the respect of the conversation. You know what I feel like happens is sometimes like a term, particularly like oh that's a Kantian perspective or something. Yeah. You know when there's a, a a name drop of like a particular. Do you always person. just nod and go along, or do you say what what's that? Well, I think this is the this is the thing. I feel like. It depends if you have zero knowledge of what it is mm. or none and how pres- how much they presumed you knew it. Yeah. If it seems – if they completely assumed that you knew it, yeah. the implication is if you don't know this, you are the yeah, I dumbest know. fuck I know in the world and this conversation and you have is a, over. You have a split second to decide <laughs> yeah. what to do. With do it. I call them on that? Because yeah. I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes as well you're like, oh, with context, this could actually become quite clear what it is. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The country no, no, perspective is blah blah blah, and they could thirty kind of seconds down the, the road, it might become appear yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. very apparent. So that's maybe a, like an argument for for not saying something. However, I do think it's classy and a sign of intellectual security to ask. I be know. like, sorry, remind me. Remind me is not bad. Reminds me. No, remind me. <laughs> it, no, remind me is fucked. It alludes you can't to say a time me. where you. What if I haven't come across that one no, yet? Because that means that like you're in the area, you're fishing around, but you just haven't found that that's, particular that's, fishing spot that's yet. That's worse than remind no, me. No, it's not. No. Remind me implies that you know everything. No, and I it's used just to know fallen that. out of your brain. Yeah, I used to know that. That's a, that's true of a lot of things. You don't mm. remember everything you once knew. You go, oh, I forgot. But yet that one. implies you're on a journey that you immediately you will eventually find this this knowledge. It's I was so close to it. It's hard because I've been talking. There's a few subjects I think I'm an eight on. Yeah, what are, what are we talking here? So like comedy. Yeah, I guess comedy. Mm. Comedy's one. Cricket. I guess cricket. I would say cricket. AFL. Yeah, AFL. Golf would be the other one. Yeah, golf would be that. But I found myself a lot of sport, mm. and then I mean comedy. So we're looking two and two. Two what on. Oh, no, sorry, guitar maybe? Guitar, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe not even eight because there's, like, people so far. Yeah, I maybe think, like to be honest, seven or you're six. seven or six on yeah, all yeah, of yeah. these probably. Yeah, in reality. Okay, but that's then, quite brutal. But actually, no, that's fair because this is leading to what I'm going to say. Yeah. 
these are things that I would be like, I'm quite, I know quite a lot of things about. Mm. And then in the last week I've been talking to people and it's rare that I would, and mm. then realising that this person's further along than I am. And then I'm having to really try to like do the thing being yeah. like, I do know what I'm talking about. Let's have yes. a conversation about it because they're so far advanced and they're probably thinking I'm a two. Because they're they're probably an eight or nine. And that can be calming if you talk to a nine on a particular topic and you, I suppose, if you identify as an eight and you realise you're not an eight, that can be uh, a shame. But, you know, better to realise now than later. But I feel like that is the urge. You want to make it clear Mm. that you're kind of – give them a sense of where you are. Yeah. And I worry that sometimes – we're really getting into it now, but sometimes when I'm in that situation, I worry that – I look like a bit of a show-off or something. There's a bit of a desperateness because you're trying to signal I'm a five. Like they're saying two shit to you and you're like, yeah, 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 I'm past that. That's where you might say, oh, that's a Kantian perspective or something. You're trying to like imply, oh, you know, I remember a bit about this. Like don't, you know, I'm not zero. I'm I'm not um, implying that I'm a nine like you, but come on, give me some respect. And you think that's ego-driven? Well, no, I think it's morally justifiable, but I worry that to a nine, often a nine, they're the most intellectually secure in this area. So the little name droppy kind of little signals of knowledge are, are quite pathetic to them often. Okay, do you know what I've done before yeah. in this situation? If I reference a name that I know, yes. but I don't want it to look like I'm like, yeah. you know, trying to gain their approval yes. and I'm referencing a word, yes. I'll say, oh, what's a court? I, is it can't? Kantian perspective. Yeah, so it's like I do, it's like I, I feign that it, you feign being a four that, in yeah, order to achieve to a achieve five. a five. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, my so I don't look yes. like this egotistical monster. Totally. But they're like, he's surprisingly yeah. got a bit of knowledge in this area. Totally. Can I say my fear with that is because I like it. Yeah. And I've done it. <laughs> but I worry about the acting. So mm. I feel like to the extent that you're kind of oh, acting, no. you got to do it. If they catch you, kind of or get a sense that what you're doing is a bit performative, then that's even worse. Yeah, but it's, it's like three seconds of performance. Yeah, but that's scary. I know. It's under the pump as well. You've yeah, got, totally. But sometimes that's There's your best acting small because it's like impulse mm. acting. It's not like you've read a script and you've got to go back and do this totally. big. It's like in the moment. And really, people just can't. I mean, I think what I'm describing is anxiety, basically, overthinking <laughs> this little. Because I do think, and I've had to remind myself of this, I think people are less perceptive than I'm giving them credit for over these little minutiae, mm, little acting things. I don't think so. But uh, I think we, you and I, because yeah. we're having this conversation, shows yeah. that we're maybe an eight or nine when it comes to human interaction. You th- What do you mean by that? Though? Like in conversation. I don't think anyone else is thinking, thinking about, this? about this. I think a lot of people are. Really? Yeah. I think, if anything, I think maybe they wouldn't say it. Yeah. But I think we're describing social anxiety, really. Oh, no. I've, I, think, I, think <laughs> I thought I could see through the matrix no, of human conversation. No, but that's what anxiety feels like. It is like an emotional overload, not emotional overload, information overload. Yeah. Because you're noticing all these tiny things because you're quite concerned with them. Yeah. So it does feel like a superpower in some way, uh, in some ways. And I, I do feel that, that to the extent that I'm socially anxious, it has given me power because you are more present yeah and you're more concerned and you're noticing more things because you kind of have to but i do wonder slash worry whether some of the information is irrelevant some you of the things you're worried about it. you don't need to and really what is getting people yeah. through conversations and and enabling them to connect with people and stuff is just confidence yeah. and just being at ease and it is crazy you know. seeing a smart person mm how they control themselves in these interactions mm. when they don't have to do these dances. Yes. Very, very like they, they give so much more to the conversation. Yes. And if they don't know something, mm. they ask the questions about it. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. Is yeah, that, I know that's what I'm saying. But that's it's, when you're a two. So if you feel like a, which I feel, I feel like a smart enough person. I don't, I don't feel intellectually like inferior in worried about seeming smart all the time. So if someone's an eight in at something and I'm a two at it. Yeah then it's fine. I'm very happy to like just ask questions and, you know, yeah. I think the trouble is when you feel like you're a five and they're mm. talking to you like a two and basically there's a gap between how you think you're being perceived and how you actually are. Yeah. That's where you come across as a bit fucking despy. I and, know. And that's I, think, I reckon five. you don't ever want to be a five. I think that's the so answer. So I think you want to either be – no, I honestly think you yeah. either want to be – you've got to commit to try to get to seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just stay at a two or three and yeah. you it's enough to have a smiley, pretty pleasant conversation. Yes. And then it's like ignorance is kind of bliss. Yes. You don't want to know what's in that middle area because totally. otherwise you've got to dedicate your life. You can only pick 100%. certain things in yeah. life to get really knowledgeable exactly. about. Exactly. 
And so you're not going to put the effort in to get to eight. So just stay at two yeah. or three. And each level takes more work to get there, I think. It's pretty so easy to get yeah. from zero to one, but from fucking eight to nine, that's like a Well, yeah, we start looking at year. lifetime stuff. Exactly. It's like how long you've been doing comedy. Like a decade, probably. Years, yeah. yeah. So, and that's how long that's taking for you to get to probably yeah. an eight or a seven. Not even, you know. Like, well, I suppose then it depends what you're what the metric talking is. about. Like, yeah. yeah I'm just saying the ins and outs of the world of comedy. Mm. You would be quite up there. I suppose, yeah. If what it what it involves totally because I've just been doing it. exactly yeah, right totally, yeah. exactly. So there would be people obviously further along, but they 100%. might be forty years, fifty yeah, years. So you're totally. right that it's like, I would say maybe there could be in certain. Fields ten mm. to fifteen years, yeah. For what? Just one of the, to go like, from an eight to nine. Can I say as well? I think on that point, I reckon that a lot of the time now I'm kind of talking it out and thinking it through. When and I can't think of any examples of this, by the way, but I we do remember that examples. feeling when you're being underrated. You got a bit of knowledge. You're talking to an expert, yeah, or what you perceive to be an expert. They're, they're much better than you, and they're talking down to you a little bit, and you just want a bit more cred. Yeah, I feel like often, yeah, I think I'm. A five. Yeah. And they're talking to me like a two. Oh, yeah. But I, I think really I'm a 2.5. Mm. And I'm trying to fight for like a little bit. I, I feel mean, like a five because I'm used to speaking to ones. Yeah. Because I know a bit more than the average person about this. Of course. But really you meet an eight and they're like, mate. Yeah. It's you not know the a same bit conversation. More, yeah. Yeah. You've got a bit more knowledge than the normal ha- person. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the same. Have you had this one? Because I've had this before. Mm. When a five is talking to you mm. like you're a one. But you're actually a seven. Oh, see, that is Th- maybe my favourite title. <laughs> <laughs> then you just let them talk and then reveal your credentials slowly oh, yeah. and watch their face crumble. They explode. They yeah, don't know yeah. what to – because they're, they're a five, but yeah. they're feeling like a ten oh, at this point, 100%. only to reveal that they're in comparison probably a three. And you know what level they're at as well, so you know – where the limits of their knowledge are and the things that they'll mo- be most excited to explain. So you're yeah. asking the perfect leading questions. Oh, yeah, because you know you're the, on the inside. I know. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. I know where you're You're just at. pulling <laughs> the strings. It's like, oh, what do you think about this issue? And they'll be like, Interest- interestingly, and they'll go on a rant yeah. about that. And then you can slowly start leading the questions mm. so they slowly – don't you see them the making it up. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, that's interesting that yeah. you're saying that because that's clearly wrong. Like, Because they're, they're thinking, I can say anything at this point. They'll just believe me. <laughs> You catch right. them in their life. And that's when you hit voice record yeah. on your phone. Okay, this person said that they knew everything about chess. I've got you on voice record, you fuck. You're a liar. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Who were you talking to where you felt um, they knew more than you? Oh, Waleed. Mm. Waleed Ali. About what? Um, cricket and AFL. Oh, does he know more than you about both those yes. things? Yes. Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. And it's like you don't – I know he's a big sports guy, mm. but it's like you don't – because he's like an academic e. He doesn't have the vibe of someone who, no offense to Waleed, yeah, love Waleed, because he's a bit. It's just a classic smart guy in an academic way. Yeah, he'd have an academic approach to the game and not in maybe not intuit the kind of yeah, like yeah, the the vibe of the game that yeah. you're describing. But you're saying he has that better too. It's 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 like he's got one of the best sporting brains <laughs> I've ever. Like I think he could be as like. A sporting academic. Yeah. Do you know, like, there's a few, like, I would totally. say in Australian media, like Jared Waitley or, like, what's it, Gideon, what's his name? Gideon, the guy, the cricket writer. Mm. He could, well, he could, like, his knowledge about stuff yeah. is insane. Like, I think I know quite a lot. Do you remember what he said that made you realise that he was above you? Um, we were talking, we were talking about, yeah, I do actually. This is exactly the thing. We're talking about who Australia is going to pick for their upcoming tour in the uh, for in India about the spin the bowlers, Australian spin yeah, bowlers. Okay. So it's like Nathan Oof, Lyon. We're in so, deep. so Nathan Lyon is first picked, obviously. Okay. Um, obviously. Obviously. And then it's like we have to pick another spinner. And our options aren't really – they played Ashton Agar mm. in Sydney. kind of got rained out. He didn't take any wickets. Yes. Um, but I was – then we started talking about – so there's a guy called Swepson who bowls leg spin. This is so okay. boring if you don't like cricket. Yeah, no. Swepson, uh, yep. he bowls leggies like Shane Warne. Shane mm. Warne kind of never did incredibly well don't go in back on India. Little, don't go on little side paths about Shane Warne's career. No, no, no. no I'm just saying this is yes. all, all relevant. This was all part of the – Totally. Okay. But he didn't do that badly. Mm. But I was like – I think I said I think Agar maybe bowls a bit too quick. Interesting. And then while well, he was like, yeah, but – Look at the great Indian spinners of all time. They bowl like off spin yes. at like probably a much, maybe five kilometres faster than leg spin. They're the ones that have done all the damage on those subcontinent wickets. And mm. I was like, <laughs> God, he's got me that's there. A, that's a good point. I was like, it's a hell of a point. <laughs> and it, and it's, Can I ask an emotional question? Yeah. 
did you go into that conversation? Where, certainly when the idea, because we're recording this, you've just done your first week on the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly the context in which that you were talking to Waleed. He's in a car driving me. Oh, right. There yeah. we go. Cricket comes up. Yeah. Surely you're like, Phew, perfect. Well, I know this he likes cricket. Totally. So I'm like, we're already chatting about this stuff. Totally. But in but my head, is, I'm like. Did you think you knew more than him, basically? Did I thought. Did you go in thinking. I thought, worst case, yes. we're levels. Wow. Level. But I thought I would probably yeah. know a lot more. Totally. Or at least add value, tell him things he didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have kind of overlapping exactly. knowledges, but maybe you could yeah. bring something. But no, he knew everything you knew. He's blown me out of he, the water. Yeah. And then we kind of kept talking about more stuff, and I was like, mm. I've just got to bow down here. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. So that was that was hard to handle. I feel like with people like that, you just have to change what you bring to the conversation. At least that's how... Like yeah, I was getting laughs in the convo. Well, exactly. You yeah, just got all, I could, all I could do, yeah. That kind of feeling of imparting knowledge and having a perspective which makes someone think these are all powerful feelings. They make you feel valued. They make you feel valuable. Mm. But if you can't do that, yeah, well then, okay, now I'm a silly boy. That's I've got to be silly. I'm pulling pranks. I'm trying to bowl exactly. the spin in the car. I'm like doing the angles. This is the wrist movement while exactly. I lead, huh? I'll bowl a bit quicker. Hit the pedal. Let's go quicker. Let's pretend we're on an Indian wicket. Hey, guy, more like a, a, a guy who's not going to get picked or something. I think he will get picked, though. Oh, That's right, the problem. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, bad. you're talking to a seven here. Yes, sorry. I thought I was an eight, but I'm not. I would not go see a war <laughs> film in Smellivision. You know how there's current movies, it's like you've got to see Avatar in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think people are going to be like, you've got to go see 1917-2, a.k.a. 1918 in smell because it smells dastardly. It's I don't think yucky. people would be recommending it. It makes you feel <laughs> real war. Imagine if that was enough to stop people going to war, that they just gave everyone a bit of a whiff, like they had it on a cloth, mm. and they just passed it around to like these big generals. And they're like, oh my yes. God, absolutely not. We're going to settle it this. It smells that bad. I thought you were going to say that would be enough to to dissuade people from going to war. The prospect of that war being captured in a smell vision film, oh, which I, I find that quite entertaining as well. That's possible. That'd that be good. Would be good like, if yeah, like, I don't want to be depicted in such a smelly way, so I'm not going to be doing violence. Like Holly- Hollywood directors had enough sway that during mm. frontline battle conflicts, they'd be like, all right, guys, guns down. We've got to get some, um, what do they call it? We've got to get some uh, extra, not extras, some surrounds, and they're just there getting yeah. the smell so they can put in the next movie. And everyone respects the Hollywood too much. They're like, let them go, let them go. Send Tarantino over to Russia to take Putin aside and be like, mate, I'm going to make you look extremely smelly and homophobic in a new film unless you put down your weapons. And Putin's going to be like, oh my God, I have so much respect for these Hollywood titans. I'll do exactly what they say. That's almost a bit possible. I think people do worry about their legacy already. Totally. So what we're describing is kind of happening in people's But it would be actually quite easy now to just, all you'd need to do, right, is get everyone a kit in their house that puts smells out into the world, that's doable. Yep. And it just would then mm. have to accompany whatever you were watching on TV. Like, so shows or movies would have to be done in smell. It's actually, we could do it. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. It's not technologically difficult. It's just shit. It's I just reckon, a shit thing. I reckon we could maybe make a buck out of it. Someone would want it, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the I cooking show world is huge. Do, you'd need some sort of machine that has, I think you'd start with, You'd start easy, 20 smells or something. Yeah. And it, you, you make it cheap, like 50 bucks to have this machine. And then all you'd need to do, you hook it up to the TV and you'd have to like ask the TV shows to put in like time codes for one of the 20 smells if they're applicable. And then that would just kind of automatically send yeah. through to the, the $50 machine. And like you just, what, what, what would be top 20 you reckon? It would just be funny if you couldn't get the smell out of your house. Like you watch a war movie and there's dead soldiers and then for three days you've just got rotting carcass smell in your apartment. It's like, what can I say? My girlfriend, she loves horror movies. It always smells like fucking mummies and zombies and fucking gore and blood in here. I personally prefer Master Chef. Um, yeah, anyway, look, maybe it's just going to be one of the things that never happened. Even though I, in my head it's going to, it's way down in the future that it'll... Part of, they should do it for VR at least, as in VR but smelling. I yeah, mean, VR being the immersion. only thing that smells. Complete immersion. Yeah, I feel like VR headsets will smell because it's like oh yeah, they go over your head, and so maybe they'll need some sort of like thing to counteract that, the or smell. maybe 
just all of life in the simulation will smell like your nephew's backhead sweat. Wow, that's visceral. Do you think we could do without smell as humans? Like, I know it was important for yeah. a period of time, but have we evolved past smell? I reckon it's the first one to go if you ask me. Because if you, you still them? could taste, like, say you still can mm. taste, but you don't smell anymore. Man, I could go without it for sure. I don't know if we need it now. Can I say, though, I feel like this is where I've heard people say this. I don't know if it's true, but they'll say it's things like 80% of taste is actually smell. Have you heard people say that? I don't believe it, though. I probably. It sounds right. Mm. Because sometimes, you you know, if you, if you have a cold, you, you can't taste things as much, which makes yeah. you realize, oh, my God, I've actually been smelling this whole time. But instead of smelling, you, you think of your nostrils going outwards, but it's actually... I don't know if it smells like from over your lip and then into your mouth or if it's going back the other way, which to me... Because like they're connected. through your canal Throat, from the back. Nose, exactly. ears, apparently. And does that even count as smelling? It's like, to me, smelling needs to go through the nose. It's like cheating to go through the tongue and then up. But how the then do you... So there. dogs eat the most disgusting food. They'll actually eat shit. Mm. And they've got the best smell yeah. of all. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> They will actually eat shit. It should then be taste even worse for them. People say dogs are good at smelling. It's like, really? Because they're <laughs> eating shit. So when we say good at smelling, do we mean like, yeah, being able to pick something up from quite far away? But what I think is good is being able to discern a beautiful meal from literal fucking shit, which they will eat happily. They They've happily the do. Smell, but maybe it's so their smell is so good that their taste buds are so refined that shit actually tastes good. And then if they sat down to like a beautiful bowl of pasta, it would taste like mm. nothing to them. I think generally things that are considered like more complex flavors or something, like it's it's classier to enjoy that taste. Generally, they it tastes a bit kind of shitter. Like mm. it's not as obviously good. And therein lies the complexity. It's like when we grow up, sugar tastes good just fucking straight sugar and then we get sick of that and we kind of get into like olives and you know things some people don't get sick of sugar totally but point is I'm agreeing with you that like we do track uh, complexity and like um, I suppose like advanced palates with kind Mm. of probably objectively worse flavours so if you were to extend that out maybe eventually it gets to shit and dogs are just yeah much more sophisticated than us so I went to a doctor. Um, Who's your doctor? Do you have a doctor? No, I, I roam. <laughs> Dude, I play never, the free market as well. Ne- never see the same doctor twice, I say. I think, <laughs> why two- would you? You don't want to get a rapport because then they know all your problems and people think that's a positive. No, no. <laughs> exactly. I want to go in with a fresh palate, try to impress. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just don't, I don't know. I'm often like, I suppose, have the energy to like, oh, go to it. You've been putting it off. For like a small thing And then you're like oh, I want to go like the Savo And then you kind of just Go on hot docs or whatever And see who's around But I'd hot been docs. there once before And I forget oh, Give me a second To think about what the other issue was The problem I do what you do It sounds like While well, you think yeah. It's like I, I roll in Haven't been for 12 months But yes. there's a few things going on Like a few yeah. things I've been putting off So you should yeah. go in For your 15 minute consult Being like Yeah so I've just My hearing is a bit Or whatever I go in There's yeah. a list of 25 It's like my knee Has been hurting for 6 months I can't yes. smell anymore <laughs> One eye is fucked And I'm like Can you solve all this In 15 minutes please And he's like Well uh, I'm not going to Recommend uh, smell-o-vision to you Because you don't yeah. have The sense anymore Well I've already lost 10 minutes of my consult Pitching in smell-o-vision I'm like You're a GP You've got a bit of cash Let's finance it Well I have remembered what I was doing, I needed to get my ears um, squelched, like syringed. Oh, that's because awesome. They, they too much I love that. Wax. So that was, that was like, um, I reckon three months ago. And it's good. Can I say, I f- have a bit of anxiety often because, so this is boring and medical, but this has happened like maybe four times in my life where my ears get clogged and you need to go into the doctor and they basically shoot um, yeah. they, a syringe of water into your ear to, to get it out. And it kind of only works because it gets pretty like, packed in there it only works if you use um some like waxol thing. you put some drops in there basically for a yeah, few days yeah, yeah. and it loosens it up and then the syringe stuff works if you don't do that and this has happened to me once before you go in and you haven't used the stuff and you say you have <laughs> they know you're lying um but they'll try anyway and um it just doesn't come out so you've got to use this stuff a bit so about three months ago i went in um this is so boring but i went 
and no, no, I had a no. bit I'm of really athlete's foot. This. Bit of you athlete's had foot. Athlete's foot. Yeah, on on the front of my on top of each foot. How'd you get that from the couch? Oh no, just from um, you know being an athlete. Bit of mean? running. Yeah. Wow. It's an athletic well, guy. Well. I'm a it moist is... athletic guy. I know it's called like you know anyone can get athlete's foot, but like mm. come like a lot of people that don't they get it. Like they're walking around pretty chuffed with their injury. Like they could you have reckon... had gout. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Instead I've they get like a... athlete's foot. <laughs> I've got Alfred's foot and tennis elbow. Yeah, I'm a pretty sporty guy. <laughs> the uh, the GP is like, um, uh, we've diagnosed you with just uh, just foot because I'm having a look at you. I don't think you're much of an athlete. <laughs> so I'm going to just write down foot on this diagnosis. I think that would work. All of that, what you just said, would work on stage. <laughs> I just got diagnosed with foot. You know what I'm saying, everyone? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but anyway, so I've got these two issues because, yeah, I do exactly what you said where I've got like often have more, but, um, so I go in and I'm like, uh, first thing, yeah, first things first, I need the whole ear pumping thing happening. And, um, he is immediately this guy, I'd never met him before. He's annoyed. Clearly. I think it was a busy day. Yeah. And it takes, you know, can take 15, 20 minutes or something. Um, so he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, How much stuff's in your ears? You, you got to take me into the other, take me into the other room. You got to set it up. And then there's some little machine actually that he used. And um, oh. yeah, t- sometimes it takes a while to get it out because I haven't put enough of the body. Drops on in. You, you know, there's a whole community online, like especially on YouTube, of yeah. like ear- earwax removal, and quite often yes. they're in there with like they've yeah. got devices and they pull out these nuggets. Can I say you're not meant to do that? You're not meant to put stuff in your ears that packs it further in, and no, it but can they're be unsafe. And you can, they're yeah, but you out. can. That's cotton tips. You can't okay. do. But these guy has yeah. like a tool. Cotton tips don't do it. And he, yes, cotton tips don't. Okay, do it. if this guy was a professional. I'm now okay with it. I take it back. Well, he has a YouTube channel, Tom. What more do you want? Okay. Well, you just said he was a doctor, so I feel like... <laughs> he wears <laughs> a white coat <laughs> with a YouTube channel. Yeah, I've seen a few pornos where people are wearing stuff like okay. that, and I wouldn't All right, put, Mr. let them Smart put anything in When you have a YouTube channel with a white coat, come and talk to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, I just got diagnosed with elbow, all right? So I've got some expertise. <laughs> but um, this guy, yeah, he, uh, he takes me in. Oh, and he's like, I'd mentioned I'd have another issue and he's like what's the other issue and i'm like oh i think i've got something on my foot well like a rash and i sh- show him and he, he within 0.5 of a second i reckon he didn't even like he looked at it and he's like athlete's foot and then really? um like wrote a uh, prescription so i was not satisfied with the amount of looking that he did, did and then he goes look well no i'm like you know he probably knows what he's doing but i was a bit um secretly peeved i didn't uh, protest then he's doing my, um, this is the boring bit, he's doing my uh, syringing bit. He gets one ear going pretty quick. And then the second one, I knew that I'd put less um, of the eardrops in that one. And he was going, look, this one's harder. It's not going to come out. And I have done it a few times before. And I'm like, keep going. Let's, let's, let's just keep going. Like, I'm here. You know what I mean? Let's, we can do it. Oh, and he, absolutely. And he kept wanting to stop. And I'm like, no, 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 keep going. It's like, oh, it's on the highest setting. And we've tried a few times. Like, I think we've, you know, that's it. And I'm like, Give me five more tries. Like, just let's let's just do it. You I do like, yeah. I'm like, please, you know, just just go. Like, I swear, some a bit's coming out every time as well. It's not like yeah, fruitless yeah, yeah. here. Anyway, he t- did it five more times, and like on the fourth one, a bit more, and I'm like, yeah, here we go. And then like the fifth, and then he because of the bit more, he had to go for a few more times. Anyway, eventually it all came out, and, but I had to. Oh, like, yeah. I was a bit resentful that I had to. You had to fight for it. I had to really fight. For Imagine it. like having a broken leg in a cask, and you're like <laughs> a bit more cast, and he's like, "That'll do. Come on." Exactly. He's like, it's not covering the break at the moment. Exactly. So anyway, I'm like that. I didn't love that guy because he was just rushing me, basically. Which he's a busy guy, whatever. And three months later, my the athlete's foot is still not completely healed. It's okay. like pr- pretty fine. But I'm like, I want to go back, and I've got other things. But this is the another thing that I want to talk to him about. And I I've booked the same guy, so this is I've doubled up. Now, have and, you booked um, the same guy due to being like, if it's wrong, I want you to own up to what you've done? It was an accident. I just booked whoever was available. I think this guy's pretty oh, the, available because, oh, he's, because he's annoying. <laughs> the hot dog algorithms got you back. Well, I went to you know um, a medical center near me, so the same place, and then I just saw who was available. So, yeah, I forgot that it was the... I didn't know it was the same guy until I saw him, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is the did same guy. Did he remember guy. you? He did. He was like, oh, oh, wax in the ears. And I'm like, oh, you've got a good memory. And he goes, I looked at your file. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, this guy goes to me. He's like, so why are you here? And I said, the first issue I'd like to address. Sorry, I'll wait for the plane to go. God, the inner west of Sydney. It gets us all, oh, doesn't it? 
So I'm like, the first issue I'd like to address is my athlete's foot. I said, you know, the, the thing you gave me, you had to put on for like three weeks, four weeks, and I've been doing it, and, you know, not enough has happened. Do you have anything stronger? And he goes, do you sweat a lot? Oh, no. And I go, and I go, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's been pretty pretty humid recently. It's been humid. Yeah, it's a record humidity, actually. Yeah. And he goes, well, I saw a pretty huge sweat patch on the chair that you just got off on the, in the out there in the waiting room. What? <laughs> Unacceptable. He said that. And yeah. What? And I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, we're here to find a solution to the problem, not um, not blame the patient. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, just you know, it's a bit sweaty is like a cause. Of is it. this getting? Did he get a laugh? Did that get a laugh when you said that to him, or was it like quite no, a no, soul? no? He's like, he's a real antsy kind of enthusiastic kind of guy. I'd say he's about thirty. He it was in a less of a rush. This time, this conversation, by the way, got to a point because he's like, what do you do for a living? He'd already had that I was a comedian from last time, I think. And then he starts to going, oh, mate, you know, the stories I could tell you. And then he starts like oh, that's good. telling me about when he worked at um, a different clinic and he was like naming all the famous people that had come through, like all these people that like ran fashion labels. And wow. then he, he he's seen... Can I say, Tom, um, he sounds like a great doctor. So if <laughs> He was telling me like specific people that he has seen, which I don't think you're allowed to do. He told me Dave, who runs the bar at the comedy store, has seen him. He goes, "What?" He's like, "He's like comedy." So like, where do you perform? I'm like, you know, places like the comedy store because that's a recognisable one in Sydney yeah. that people have often heard of. He's like, "Oh, I've, I've, I've uh, I used to see the guy who runs it." He, he's like, he's like "You know something about patients. him? No sweat patch on the chair." <laughs> Yeah, he, that he's like, I could tell you all funny things. He's like, over a beer. We should get a beer. No, he did. Come on. No, he didn't, Tom. <laughs> and then no. I'm, like, oh. I'm like, oh, you know, what do you have? I mean, do you have an example of a funny thing now? And then he goes, <laughs> he gets his phone. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, it's harder under pressure. Like, usually oh, you have a beer, see. you know, these things come out. So he wants to go for a beer and tell you some funny stories about people that he's seen. This is outrageous. This is ridiculous. After, after absolutely roasting me for being sweaty, do you think which, he yeah, thinks I'm he's sweaty? Like, it's a it's summer. It's like he might actually be the best doctor of all time. Like he's switched yeah. on when he's seeing you in the waiting room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, how's this guy? He's, he's already looking for signs. You're walking up. He's looking down at the ground at the chair for any possible clue about what's wrong with you. He's seeing symptoms before the clinic has even begun. You're right. That is advanced level GP. So it's nice to see you. I wanted to talk. Have you heard yes. about the hot wiggle? Yeah. Yes. Dude. So we're going to chuck outrage. this bit after a bit where we've already talked about the fact that I was completely wrong about um, the prediction. Well, not wrong. I was, I was, I was right. It just, I was right nine months after it actually happened that the Wiggles released a um, an album of covers. And when did it end? Do, we, do you remember? What happened is, I mean, this podcast is becoming increasingly Wiggles focused. But basically, I made the prediction, and then I think I talked to you around somewhat that the Wiggles were going to get into adult music soon. Um, and then, unbeknownst to, then you made the discovery that they have released an album of covers which was one of the predictions that we made and that happened like yeah. almost a year ago so part yeah. of, a big part of what i was predicting has already occurred but then subsequent to recording that bit the wiggles have now released a new guy is that right a new guy and a okay. hottie he's right. not just a normal guy this guy is like x i think he was in a boy band and he's like done modeling he's like jacked and ripped yeah and the oh intro video for him is like him in like a wife beater singlet, muscles. He's got a sleeve tattoo. He's got a tattoos. He's got tattoos. That's not very And they're childlike. not of wiggled level appropriate stuff. Okay. So if you you think if he had very childlike tattoos, that would be appropriate? If he had a if he had like Dorothy the dinosaur up his arm. Yes. Okay. Maybe then. Can yeah. I say that is coming on a little strong for someone who wants to join the wiggles i think if you get like nine wiggle based tattoos and then you go to the audition i think jeff's gonna be like they're like uh bit too keen for me i would say a bit too keen yeah you got a tramp stamp of the big red car come on <laughs> exactly that's not too how you much. get in you got to play it really cool to become a wiggle but i would love to get now into this planning meeting that they're having because now they're going for hot i mean now this seems completely not for kids. It sounds. It seems like the Wiggles are no longer for kids in it. They've got eye candy now. They're just going hot guys. The totally. kids don't care. The kids can't tell if some, an adult's hot. 
I think that almost my prediction is back because I was embarrassed when a big part of my prediction had already happened. But this just proves furthermore that the Wiggles are trying to become adult. They're sexualizing themselves. Sexualizing themselves. That was one of the things that is clearly adult. You can only kind of get or understand sexuality post-puberty. That was Mm. one of the adult things that at the very least they hadn't overtly done that made them kid-like is that there wasn't sexuality in the band. But now they've gone into sexiness. They It's a purple guy as well, right? I've just realized it's this. Pur- it's the pur- so, or, yeah, the purple guy, I think. Is that Jeff? Yeah, so instead they've replaced Jeff, who used to go to sleep, with someone who people want to sleep with. Oh, my God. You've cracked it there. That is probably part of the strategy. They still want sleeping associated with this character. Yes. Okay. But they want to but go to time, bed. They want to join yeah. Jeff. They're sleeping after this guy fucks you. So now it's like, why is he asleep? Why is he sleepy? Oh, because he fucked you. Yeah. Wake up, Jeff, and let me fuck you. <laughs> that, that'll that be... Wake up, Jeff. I want a round two because I'm really horny because of how hot you are, Jeff. That's the new saying. They should... Re- yeah, I wonder if their music will change based on this. It's like... Mm. Their songs you got any like, examples? You can't say I mean, something like that like, without having a few examples. It's, it's still somewhat related to kids. So it's like... Um, don't you wish that Jeff was your new stepdad? And but his name's not Jeff. I don't know what his name is, by the way. Well, the let's call Jeff. him Jeff. But Sam, you, I, I feel like the setup there had to be like an existing Wiggle song, but made sexual. You just started no, singing I, a random made-up new song. No, because I think they're going for. I know, obviously, for the joke. But I'm trying to go yes. like the new. I feel like they're going to go like a new electro wave as well of tunes. What about this? Try to get the ticket. Um, uh, the new Jeff's cock, yummy, yummy. No, is, come on, oh, that's filthy. That's absolutely. Well, yeah, I filthy. mean, but this is your setup. This is your premise that you. This you is my setup, table. but I wasn't going. Yeah, this is my setup, and you're just not happy with the results of my new melody and slightly yeah. kids-based well, lyrics you, about like I don't want the kids to be saying cock, and I don't think yeah. they would ever go. That's too. Well, they're the ones going sexual. They made it sexual, not me. Yeah, but they're going sexual, but they're still the kids still have to somehow be there. Like, the kids, yeah. they can't just be like, hey, by the way, no more kids for us. They still have to do this under the illusion that they're a kids band, and then slowly, organically, they're going to phase out of it. So, if they just come out and they're like, Jeff's cock, yummy, yummy, like, that's mm. it's over. I agree it's They'll over, but I think this kind of weird coming together of sexuality and children's entertainment that you're finding uncomfortable because I'm highlighting in my attempt to improve your execution of your premise there, is very much the fault of the Wiggles. They are the ones who have introduced sexuality (laughs) into this, which is sickening. On top of, they're already sickening, I suppose, capitalising on and furthering the regression of Australian society into being infants, into being little babies. They're also dragging babies into the adult world. So they're like, in both directions, they're dragging adults back to being children and they're dragging children to understand and have to conceive of sexuality before they're ready. They're doing everything wrong. They're treating children like men and they're treating men like little babies and I won't stand for it. It's a disgrace and I want to call them pedophiles but I, I, I won't quite do that. But that's it's getting there. It's getting oh there, Sam. Oh, my God. Speaking of pedophiles, did you see the news? <laughs> no reaction to that? <laughs> No, I mean, I was just used to it. I was like, he's off. He's off on one. Because, like, we talk about this for a lot, but you care about it way more than me. I think it's a bit of fun, whereas you, like, actually get quite worked up. I talked about it on the project. I had the opportunity to interview someone who worked at Triple J because we were talking about the um, Hottest 100, and I accused oh, yeah. um, the Hottest 100 of um, furthering the, the wiggification of our society. And, um, and what did they say? Uh, I might put the audio at the end. She basically... This is Lucy I think, Smith? Yeah, she kind of... She pushed back um, on, like, the negativeness. But then she did say, look, you know, often the winner reflects the time. And 2021 was a, a covid lockdown year. And um, I'm like, so, yeah, everyone regressed. And then she went, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, I wouldn't put it like that. So, I almost oh, got her to agree. It. But then she... Oh, my God. She didn't want to fully agree. But I think... I feel like I, I spoke, you know... A truth to truth to power. It's the it's the most journalistic I've ever been. Do you know? I thought so. I'm just I just had a thought. Right, it's not really oh related God. to what we're talking about. Yeah, but I because I'm working in an office now. Like I'm an office yeah. person. Mm. Quite loving it to be honest. Like yeah. I'm chatting to a lot of people. Like sounds like t- Monday. Say. 
I think you're chatting too much. <laughs> you said that There's you were cha- taking like co- other someone else bought cookies and then you took it around the office offering them to everyone or something. Lasagna. It was lasagna. lasagna. Oh, right. I'm offering, yeah. But I would look at people in offices and their social media posts and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like work is so lame. Why are you pretending you like enjoy yes. it? Today, four people were wearing like a brown shirt and I yeah. was like, you guys have got to get a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all in now. You're encouraging them to post it. You're like, this is funny. This is. I'm good like, stuff. this is a bit. What are the? This is crazy. We all work here. We don't chat about what we're wearing, and you guys all wore brown. <laughs> so basically, you've led. You had a career where, for the past, you know, eight or so years or however long, you've worked relatively independently. And totally. You've looked at people who work in a group, and you've seen the jokes that kind of come out of that, and you've thought. That they were lame, pathetic, and just stupid yeah. and pathetic. But really, you just didn't understand them. And now, now you're in a community for the first time, and you're like, "Oh my god, this feels it's awesome. beautiful, Tom. It's yeah. beautiful." Today okay. there was a cafe giving away free coffees. I went and told everyone at the, I'm like, "There's a cafe giving away. You got to get down there." <laughs> I love it. Can I say I do feel like someone who's overwhelmed with loving it has the potential to be in the realm of the person who chats for too long, which is a type of person in an office. I worry about that, but I also think I'm giving better chat than most people in the office. I think I'm coming in with some really exciting stuff. I mean, recommendations of free stuff is pretty good. But also, it's like I'm chatting, never asking, never talking about myself. Okay. I'm always asking people questions, and like so, I had I had three chats. Today, Never reveal like big, any emotional detail about how I'm feeling. Always put the onus on the other person to. to exactly, it's like being me. on a first date, constantly okay. being on, asking <laughs> questions about. Like, so I chatted today to this girl about she has a friend staying, and we talked at length about the situation. Yep. She wants the friend out. We talked about it completely. Mm-hmm. Another friend, another girl, she did a. Uh, a, a made of honor speech on the week, and we talked about that. And then wow. we t- I was talking about like, like a lot of tennis issues with people that went to the tennis and like yes. how they were finding. And at no point, it's like I'm just there. I'm a sounding board. I'm making them feel better. I'm offering little laughs. I'm punching up their stories. I'm offering little laughs. You are a I psychopath. You're a I think it's where I'm supposed to be in an office at all times. <laughs> Someone has when comedy let ends, you I could become an office. office manager. That could be my my job. That could be where I need to be. Work. I think so. This is the I think the the point I'm trying to make here is that I think as an office rookie and as someone speaking to you who's worked in more offices than you, I reckon. I think okay, you're I'm three weeks in and I'm nailing it. I think you're potentially overestimating how many people in the office like the character you're describing who does no work and just goes around chatting to everyone all the time. I think you'll find that that person is not everybody's favorite all of the time. Mm, do you know today someone I saw... <laughs> just, there was, just deflecting, like not taking that on. No, I wasn't taking that in, but also, <laughs> but it could... it Potentially, I am annoying, right? Because, I'm not saying you're annoying. I'm just saying no, it's but, not always the person people love the most. So there's a world mm, where it gets to, you know, and just be aware of that. So I was on a hot streak today yep. and I've had three or four really good conversations and then I was walking <laughs> past this girl in the hall who I had chatted to last week mm. and I'm still getting to know people. Great, I'm mm. killing with her in the kitchen. We were chatting a yep. few weeks ago. I see her and I'm like, hey, 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 like ready for the big chat. I'm like, switch. Oh, fuck, my AirPod came in. Um, I'm like, here we go. Like, this is going to be a big chat or whatever. And she was just like, hi, and just like kept walking. And yeah. it crushed me, Tom. Oh, like I was gearing God. up to do it. And she was obviously busy, didn't want to talk to me. Maybe I'm annoying. Maybe in her head she's like, I can't oh, get she's just stop, at work, stuck dude. talking to this fucking guy. She's at work. But it crushed me. She's got me. stuff to do. She's not... You, you, Yeah, you just have less to do. And it's frustrating if you're busy and that person is coming around being like wanting more attention from you. It would be... I can't believe I've seen this. I've never seen a, a case like this of someone who's too emotionally invested in the office chat. Yeah, maybe I need to pull it back. I also don't want to be boring. I don't think you need to pull it back necessarily, but definitely you need to emotionally invest less if... If you're being emotionally crushed by people nodding at you and not yeah, having another five minutes to, to do the same catch-up as last time. Yeah, I guess you never know what's going on in people's work. She must be going through stuff outside of work. That's my only... <laughs> it couldn't be. She didn't want to talk to me for 20 minutes when she's flat chat at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> 
two hours before the show goes to air when that's like really crunch time for her particular role and you've no idea about. She's the fact checker too. I think she's got like a really important right job. Like she has to check everything that goes in the show, otherwise people get fired. Oh, it's so funny to be like go so well. I, I mean, you're doing the right thing. You do have to ingratiate yourself at the beginning. You need to put in an effort and introduce yourself to everyone. There's a lot of people, so you know that's it's it's the right thing to do. But to, I think people are being polite generally because oh, they're in a professional yeah. environment. So like some yeah, of the laughs that you're getting, you know. Come on, don't say it. Don't say <laughs> it. Come on, but there's a little bit of like everyone's being polite here, you know. Particularly that you're the new guy. They're trying to make you feel yeah. welcome. They're so, like, when there's a bit of a disparity to... from number one to number two, maybe that could be part of it as well. Like, number one could have been, a, you know, 20% exaggerated or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> if there, It's <laughs> just sorry. like, uh, what if the, now I'm really worried because I'm like, whatever, like, I'm on this show, having yep. good shows, bad shows. It's like, you know, it's a roller coaster. But mm. in my head, I'm like, I am nailing office time. Yeah, But what totally. if they're now talking, they're like, fuck, this guy is annoying. They're like, on air, this guy's great. He's been pretty consistent as far as we can tell. But, but in the office. God, he talks a lot. <laughs> it's God. I'm going to have to re- rethink it. I'm go- yeah, okay. I'm going I think if I worked silent there. Silent as a mouse. If I worked there in the office, where your job essentially is to chat on air. That's your job at like 6.30. Yeah. And so you're there at 3.30 and you're wanting to chat in the kitchen. I would feel obliged to chat to you to try and help because that's your no. job later. It's like if you saw no. Usain Bolt before, like two hours before a race and he was stretching and, he'd be, and he came over like, oh, can you just hold my arm and, you know, pull it back a bit uh, to you're gonna help do me it. warm up? You'd be like, yeah, 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 I'll help you warm up. Like I know you've got a big race. Oh, I feel like Tom. that's how people would see it. Because the thing that you're enjoying me. with them is actually what you're... This is not to say they don't enjoy chatting to you, but it is interesting that you're doing what your job is on the show. You think you're doing it for them, and then it becomes very apparent you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> I think I think there's a bit of that going on. I feel like you might be warming <laughs> I up I think I get a staff. kick out of it. And I now, walk away, and I'm like, God, you're not bad there, Taunton. You really put a smile on people's faces. <laughs> Building the confidence slowly. How much of the stuff you're talking at the, what do people call it? The water cooler. How much of that yeah. is topical stuff about the news of the day? Are you trying out? Nothing. Nothing okay. really. So, it's all about that. It's kind of like people's weekends, what's going yep. on. Um, it like more like office stuff being like, you know, stuff happening around the street. Did you yep. hear this person did that? Yeah, God, yeah. You know, Spreading gossip blah, blah, already. blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not spreading gossip, but I'm jumping in, that's for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. God, I think it's transferable. I think at the very least, and this is not to get too analytical either about what any particular person gets out of any social situation. I feel like, you know, that's all a, that's all happening all the time anyway, and we can't think too much about that. So you're And you're allowed to take benefits away from social situations. Like yeah. That's not to say that, that's not to criticize those social situations, but it is to... Um, I think it's very funny that your job is to chat and everyone knows your job is to chat and you're chat- chatting in the afternoon. Well, quite often, and this is not to pull down the curtain too much, mm. quite often the, it, by showtime, I'm exhausted. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is chat. You I've need been chatting to stop. Day like you're crazy. addicted. You're addicted to chatting. You're so good at chatting. That you've just Only blow your load too early every day because you're. And he's you getting can't to the stop. point. The show starts, and I'm just like, "Oh God, I'm done. I'm absolutely we'll zapped. I we'll just want eat. a bit Look, of alone time." I could talk about Djokovic and whether he's a divisive character, but what I really want to talk about is Charlene's weekend. Okay, she did a maiden speech, <laughs> and she was nervous, and she got the shakes, but she pushed through. Well, did she push through? Well, she actually did a topical joke with Kirsty, the one I'm talking about, in her okay. maid of honor speech. She was right. telling me, mm. she was talking about um, how this couple met on, they met in, on, in Queensland, in yep. Noosa, and then she was talking about it and they had a, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, enough about Yasmin and Michael Clark. And she said mm. it destroyed at the wedding. She yes. said that it was a wave of roaring laughter. And I was yes. hooked when she was telling me this. <laughs> Hang on. So now you're, this is how deep you are addicted to laughs and chats. You're loving a chat about a laugh. That you weren't even there for. But the I wasn't there for the that. Chat. 
Exactly. The laugh in the chat is enough for you to be have your eyes glued. Well, you should. You didn't see her face, Tom. It lit up. It absolutely lit up. And then once I facilitated, and I was like, "Tell me more." It kept lighting up. It was practically a, a light bulb at this point. It even gets more meta that you're so addicted to chats that you've gone all day chatting to people in the office, <laughs> then been on live television chatting where you're pooped from the, and then you've come I'm home to record a podcast. What's one more thing more I want to do about oh, how much love, how much you love chatting in those other two scenarios. And how you? You know what I have? To, I need to do. I need to do a silence retreat asap. Mm, I need one of those two weeks where I don't say a word to anyone. You'd be, you'd be the only guy like knocking on the the sensei's door at night, being like, Psst. <laughs> "I've got something good." You said you said the cricket. I'll somehow find a way to to just like talk smack about someone else. <laughs> Wait, do you see that guy? You know the you know the guy Phil, dude. Yeah. I think he wants to. Ch- he's he's going to break soon. He wants to chat. He. I think I've seen him. Wink at me a few times, and and that's not to say he's really trying to communicate. But I think he's getting a bit twitchy. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. Talk. I think he's gonna he's break. Been, everyone's been silent, but he's kind of been the less the least silent vibe. If you know what I mean, Sensei. Mm. Someone right. handed him a cup of tea, and he smiled the other day. So we should yeah. kick him out. I don't think that's right. I'm, I'm here to be silent. I'm, I'm not here to see that stuff. And I'm yeah, and I'm only reporting it to you, Sensei. I don't think they have a Sensei, but I'm calling you Sensei because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's for the good. The good of the whole community, not because I want exactly. to chat. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm doing you a favour. I don't get any pleasure out of this, and because I don't, I feel like administrative things as well. Don't they don't count as communication because they need to they need to be said in order for the 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 retreat to be administrated correctly. Sensei. Of course, we've all paid our money. Look, it needs to be fair. Anyway, since well, I've got you. How was yeah. your weekend? <laughs> is it just this, or like, do you do any other? Do, do you is, chat, is, is like, call a, anyone, or is it just, like, all yeah, the mm, and stuff like is that? Is there a Mrs. Little... Sensei? How did you guys communicate? <laughs> 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 a lot of silence. Silent walk-offs in the fights, huh? Oh, you're so, you're so good, Sensei. Like, I love that you're not um, you're not responding because you, you respect the silence, but I can I can feel that you, you agree with what I'm saying, Sensei. I can, and I know you're very good at communicating sensei. without saying anything. Mm. This is, I've really made you tell you, haven't I, by coming in. <laughs> You run a silent retreat, but really, yeah. I've come into, I've helped you out. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you like to play like hard to get. It's like you say on the signs and all the brochures and like on the website and like uh, uh, when you get here, the the piece of paper they give you that explains the rules and stuff that you don't want anyone to speak and that silence is important. But you, what you really want is to someone to break all those rules and come in at night yeah. and like just just to give just a bit of a chat, just a bit yeah. of especially something. someone with a gift gift of the gab like me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why don't you come come down to the office on Monday? I'll introduce you to some of my friends. They love a chat. They love it. They, they love, love it. You. And they, yeah, they they love you. That and and they're more expressive back. Like they give me lots of like good feedback. But um, for some reason, I'm getting the same kind of energy back from you that you like it. It's it's almost as if my presumption that the person I'm talking to loves chatting to me has nothing to, at all to do with their reaction. It's <laughs> actually just something that I consistently think is good in my own mind. <laughs> Sensei. Sensei. Sensei, why are you walking away? Sensei. What are you writing down? Put down that stick, Sensei. Put down <laughs> that stick. Me, <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Really good, Sensei. Sensei, Sensei. What? I've, I've, I'm the best what? I've ever had, and I can go. I'm cured. <laughs> why? What, why would you call yourself Sensei if you don't want me to say a bit of stuff? Okay, come sensei, on, Sensei. Sensei, Sensei, some more. No more. Again, <laughs> Sensei, no more. I get sensei. It. Okay, I'll go back to my cabin. And then you get back to your cabin. With your, like, one cabin mate, you'll be like, you'll never get... Guess what just happened with the sensei? I've got the craziest story. Hey, guess what, everyone? Waking everyone up. I just had the craziest thing happen with the sensei. What a bit to go to a silence retreat and absolutely (laughs) talk to everyone. Just the chattiest, most annoying. It is the, (laughs) the most... Exaggerated place to be this character of the person who loves a chat in the most inappropriate way. Day one, like the first meeting, be like, "So where's everyone from? How do you guys? How do you guys all find yourself?" Should we here? go around the group and just do three minutes of silence each? But like, <laughs> kind of really introduce ourselves and just have vibe and like, well, I'll me? talk I'll because go, I, I'm really good. At I'll, go first. Yeah, yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Sam, I live in uh, Melbourne. Comedian, uh, obviously, you probably you? picked that up. I'm a funny guy. 
funny guy. Love, I'm very good at, you know, love to chat, but also very good at just listening. Being, I'm a great listener. (laughs) Anyone? Speaking of Australian artists, um, last year the winner was the Wiggles. Um, I actually don't like this at all. This is is the Wigglification of Australia and of music. I think it speaks to the infantilisation of our society. I think it's bad that music for babies has made its way into the young adult, but still the adult realm. What's who's going to win this year? The Hooli Doolies. Some peas shaking in front of. Um, So, what do you have to say for yourself? There's going to be a bluey rendition this year. What I look, there was a little bit of contention about Mm. that in particular. But what I will say is that the hottest 100, I think, is a reflection on the year that was. It's a time capsule of that year, and I think 2022 coming out of lockdown, Mm. we were all turning to nostalgia, movies, TV. We regret. (laughs) mm, Maybe I won't repeat that. But we turned to nostalgia in movies, TV shows, and our favourite music, and. I think people wanted to get behind a legacy act like the Wiggles. Mm. It was their inner child. You know, mm. you think about the year before that, Dan Andrews making it into the countdown oh, yeah. with Head on the Beard. Yeah. I will say this year, 133 F-bombs across the countdown. <gasps> oh, Were we more angry this year? Were yes. we more frustrated? Yes. Potentially. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for time. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. A podcast has changed my life. Yes, nice to be back. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! Movies, TV, we regret... (laughs) Mm, Maybe I won't repeat that.